0: So listening to Girls Gone Wad, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 182. This episode is brought to you by Pure Wad. That's P U R E W O D. PureWad.com. We have a new sponsor, you guys, and this product is awesome. It's doctor developed whole food based supplement company for people who do CrossFit and functional fitness and care what goes into their body. We know there's a lot of products out there but let me just tell you these products are really really tasty i've been specifically using the recover sweet potato powder And so this is something where I haven't really been paying attention lately to what I do pre-workout or post-workout, but I've just been playing around with it. And it is really, really delicious. So it's an organic sweet potato powder. Each scoop is a full organic sweet potato produced in a way where the entire plant cell wall is intact, meaning you get all the gut-friendly carbs and fiber, plus all the nutrients. So it's perfect for in or after a workout, whenever you'd normally eat carbs, it's paleo-friendly and the closest you can get to eating a meal from a powder. So what I've been doing is I've been carrying this with me to my workouts and i just fill my water bottle with the powder after my workout and i drink it on the way home and this is where like immediately after a workout you kind of feel like oh maybe i shouldn't eat for a while but it has been really easily digestible so i think like some post-workout stuff like when you drink it immediately you're like your gut's like unhappy but i've been having really good experiences with this so
1: even mom sandy said that mom sandy tried it out with us too and guys we want you to know that we go we put everything that comes in those podcasts through the ringer joy tries it, i try it mom sandy tries it you know because she's the she's oh, definitely yeah. the epitome of quality control <laughs> mm-hmm. super
0: and quality control so you know
1: we've all tried it we love it it's it's so easily digestible and it really is it's like right in that the window gains when you need those carbs it's an awesome yeah. easy to easily digestible way to get that
0: yeah so pure wad so it's p-u-r-e-w-o-d dot com the discount code is g-g-w that gets you 15 percent off of your order you can support the podcast by supporting pure wad that's purewad.com. all right so claire and i it's just us we're actually in the same room this week
1: amazing this is crazy i know i and i <laughs> it's great because i know that on this episode i won't sound like kind of like i have a head cold I'm trying to figure out the best way to like Which, Skype but I'm not
0: I'm not like too worried about that. I, I think we'll figure out our technical difficulties, but like the second you walked into my house I was like, bluh, bluh, we yeah. have so much to talk about. So, <laughs> you just came from a doctor's appointment.
1: Uh, yeah, physical therapy. So Okay, go. Um so I had posted about this a couple weeks ago on Instagram that like, okay, it's been 14 months since Miles was born and I'm still having some, uh, you know, peeing when I double under problems. And I had dealt, I had had that, had that before when I first started CrossFit, but it resolved, they resolved themselves pretty quickly once I started squatting and kind of just like tuned my core in a little bit. But, um, you know, and then obviously after Miles was born, um, it took a couple months for things to kind of just heal down there. But I felt like I had kind of stalled out for the last like six to eight months in terms of recovery, or I felt like I wasn't really getting any, any better at, you know, not having to worry about peeing when I double under and just in general, like my core and my pelvis and my lower back, like I've been having lower back pain for the first time in my life and I just have not felt very stable. So I finally decided, I posted something about it on Instagram and was like, what have people done? And overwhelmingly people said, go see a physical therapist, like pelvic floor physical therapy is a thing and you need to look into it. And I knew it was a thing, but I think a lot of people don't know that that's a thing. So, um, I thought, okay, you know, I should try this out. So, um, CrossFit J has a, a, a physical therapist who actually works out of an office in the gym, and her name is Jen Anderson. And she, um, you know, is like a doctor of physical therapy. She works at Denver Health. Um, and part of what she does is she specializes, has um, some like specialized certifications in pelvic floor rehab. Yeah, so I just had an hour long appointment with her, and I was just kind of curious of like, On the one hand, I feel like I know what it takes to strengthen my core. I know what it, you know, and I know, I know how to do a Kegel. What do I need to do specifically? And not only that, but like, is there an underlying problem here that I can't identify myself? Is it really just that like, I need to rebuild my strength or is there something else going on? Right. So that's kind of why I decided to go see her and um, just did an initial consultation. And she checked out my alignment, checked out my. So another thing that happened was that during when Miles was being born, my pelvis separated. And. Um, also during my pregnancy, I had like a lot of pelvic alignment issues that were caused from a back spasm that I had resulting from a car accident a couple years ago and just all sorts of <sighs> crap. And like now, you know, nowadays I'm sitting all day long. So anyway, started with like just assessing my alignment, It showed me a couple of exercises that I can do to strengthen my like kind of accessory glutes. Mm-hmm. And they aren't my glutes, but like, you know, kind of like my outer glute and yeah. then Turns out my IT band is really tight, which, like, whose IT band isn't really tight. Right. So she – and then she, like, kind of showed me how to strengthen my transverse abdominal muscles, which are, like, the inner girdle of your, your abs. So that was really interesting to kind of talk about that. And then um was kind of curious, like, okay, like, you know, pelvic floor, like, how are we going to – how do you examine someone's pelvic floor? So – How do you? I <laughs> – so, you know, there so I she was like, "Well, you know, are you comfortable doing an inter- internal exam?" I was like, "If you're comfortable with it, I'm comfortable with it." Like I was pregnant. I can't tell you how many times people have been up there recently. <laughs> like when you're pregnant every week, yeah. basically, you're getting Someone's an exam. And it just and like it not, don't, you know, like especially by the time you're in labor, it's like just whatever needs to happen. Whatever, yeah. So I I was pretty comfortable with that and um so she have didn't Have you
0: ever come across a doctor who was uncomfortable with it and you're like, "It's I've had a couple no. <laughs> A couple, um, just like regular annual exams, where yeah. the doctors like have a longer conversation with me about what they're about to do. Where I'm like, I've done this many like, times. Like you don't have to walk me through not it.
1: My first rodeo. Yeah. Although I've also had the opposite though, where I felt like all of a sudden, like the doctor was just like doing their thing, and I was like, Were you gonna like? Because yeah. they're
0: supposed to talk you they're through They're supposed it. to talk you through it. I like when, the, like, I've had doctors who are like, okay, now I'm touching your leg. And I'm like, like, thank you for that. Was it you that many?
1: they're like, I'm touching you, I'm touching you, I'm touching you, I'm touching you. And it's like, yes, I can feel that. You don't need to, like. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But it's really, I like to kind of, like, have a halfway, like, yeah. walk me through it, but not right, just, like, like full on. Like, I've had full on discussions where I'm like, are you comfortable with this? Should I go now? <laughs> like uh you're a doctor you should be comfortable with this yeah Yeah. anyway
1: so um you know I wasn't like in stirrups or anything
0: (laughs) thank god thank god
1: but um so it was good and she like because she was like you know it's like your pelvic floor is a crap ton of muscles and they all come together on your basically like on the front of your pelvis and you kind of sometimes got to get in there just the way that you do if you have a knot in your back or if you have pain and so she just got in there and like palpated and I had like some knots I guess you would say that she kind of like just did like trigger points on so like she would find kind of like a like a painful spot and she would like just push, push pressure down on it to kinda try to like, like act, release like, it. Like active
0: release. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know. In there. In there. Yeah.
1: Um, But it actually was less awkward than it said. Was sounds it painful? Kind of awkward. It was painful.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean. Well, I think when once they're in there you're like, whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's like yeah. Yeah, it was fine. The entry so is pro- from there it's just all downhill. Uh it was fine and it was just like it wasn't awkward at all. And she, you know, obviously she's a doc she's a physical yeah, therapist. Like right. she's was very professional and yeah. Um she's amazing. She's I've amazing seen amazing. her
0: for, for a, a lot of things. Yeah, dry needling, she's a like shoulder hygiene I love her. <laughs> she's awesome. She completely cured my uh, TMJ disorder. Really? Yeah, I have, like, no issues oh, because of that. I
1: need to do that then. She's awesome. I have the TMJ.
0: The TMJ, yeah. Um,
1: so anyway, it was, it was interesting. I would, I'll keep reporting back and let you guys know, and I'll maybe post some videos of, like, the <laughs> <Sorry>. um... <laughs> Of the exercises I'm doing. For, for, yeah. Nope, not the other. <laughs> not those videos. No, not those videos. Point, like, hey, Jen. Uh, so, like, there's one of them that's kind of like, it's like a clamshell, which is similar to, like, a thigh master type yeah, of thing. Yeah, totally. But you have to, there's just some, like, alignment things they you They wanna... do
0: clamshell in po- um, bar classes. Yeah, she
1: said a lot of the things actually are sort of, like, Pilates-ish. Yeah. It's like, the transverse abdominals, like, they really focus on in Pilates. Um,
0: I need to tell you about the bar classes I've been going to. You've been going to bar classes? I don't even know you. Yeah, once in a blue moon. Um, I have a lot to talk about, you guys. Oh, my god, I haven't seen Claire in forever. Anyway,
1: it was interesting. I'm glad I went. I came to, I, you know, basically found out that I don't really have anything out that's, like, specific that's wrong that you can point to and be like, well, there's your problem. Other than, you know, I have some pelvic alignment issues and just generally need to work on my core strength and my glute strength. And so it'll be interesting to see kind of how it goes. So she has me doing, like, clamshells, some planking, some, like, single leg deadlift. Oh, that's interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then the transverse thing—you like get on all fours on a tabletop, and you keep your back flat, but you drop your belly, and then you just suck in like the lower part of your belly. Okay. Like you're—I don't even know how to like mm-hmm. describe that. And then you either just Are hold you tilting? that. Are you no, til- no, you're, you're flat, okay. and then you just like suck in, kind of like right where your bladder is, okay. Like, under your belly button. Yeah. And then you either hold it or you like try to like extend one arm Mm -hmm. and then eventually you like extend your leg and then eventually Mm -hmm. you extend your arm and your leg while you're holding that. Or you can kind of like hold that in while you're doing a plank. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of like, it's interesting when you are in the middle of an internal exam and somebody asks you to do a Kegel and then she can kind of, she almost in a way could kind of like show me like no this is how what you want to be do you feel that okay do you feel the difference between this like here's and the other thing she said was interesting was like your pelvic floor can kind of tend to like mirror your diaphragm Mm -hmm. and so what happens a lot is that people aren't taking full breaths throughout the day and so if you're not breathing in all the way then your pelvic floor is not relaxing all the way and if you're not exhaling all the way your pelvic floor is not like coming all the way up. Mm -hmm. So it's just not receiving a full range of motion throughout Mm -hmm. the day. And so that can like impair it and can decrease blood flow and which can, you know, obviously makes it harder to heal and doesn't make it as resilient. And I would highly recommend going to see a pelvic floor physical therapist just for a consultation if this is something that you're dealing with because I already feel very much like, okay, this is not something you have to deal with all the time. This is not... It might be common, but it's not normal.
0: Right. Like the whole thing of after childbirth, this is just something you have to yeah, deal with. Like no. people think that that's just something right. you have like, to deal with. People just don't. say like,
1: well, whatever. I've, like, oh, I've had kids. It's like, yeah, but you can, re- you can rebuild and you should rebuild. Right. Because it like the biggest thing for me is feeling like I know that it is really tied into my abdominal and like my core stability. And that by addressing my pelvic floor issues, I will also strengthen my core. Mm-hmm. And that like you know you really can't have a strong core and have a weak pelvic floor mm-hmm. and so if you know it just like the whole thing
0: everything builds off of that. everything builds off yeah. of that
1: and um you know so even if you are sort of like oh, that's not a big deal i just don't do double unders or whatever like this is a bigger you know it's much bigger in terms of your physiology and in terms of your strength so right
0: anyway i'm so glad <clears throat> i love her yeah, yeah, yeah she's, she's great. really great she's she's helped me through a lot too so all right so yeah the lesson there is to go find a professional that can help. yeah and you. they're so
1: they're easy to find you can just google like pelvic floor physical therapy mm-hmm. plus your city mm-hmm. and physical therapists are doctors mm-hmm. and especially if you've been pregnant you won't be worried out by it but even if you've never been pregnant and you're and you have this problem this is not just something sure that women who've had children face it's anybody like i said I I had the problem before, like, when I first started CrossFit, when I had a really weak core. And sometimes even, like, you know, there's just imbalances. Like, you could be sitting here thinking, like, well, it's also not just for people with weak cores. Like, it can really affect – and it can affect men. Like, it can affect anybody. And it's just, like, like, you wouldn't, you know, have, like, a nagging hip pain and not go see a physical therapist. It's the same exact thing. Or you wouldn't have, like, a nagging clear imbalance and strength somewhere else in your body and not address it. So, you know.
0: I love that she gives exercises – to do outside after the appointment because i feel like so many times you leave and you're like well what am i supposed to do now and Mm -hmm. she gives you this whole treatment plan so i would really encourage you guys to look for someone in your area who does that and i know there's a lot of professionals out there that can specialize that specialize in this so so yeah claire's having her uh, baby baby bell of the evening claire walked in and she's like i'm just gonna have a bunch of cheeses Uh, cheeses cheeses
1: (laughs) (laughs) they're individual cheeses
0: oh well, because okay. I knew
1: you would have these at your house, so I put them in my macros I, this morning. It's so
0: funny that you know what I have at my house. Just Costco snacks. Costco it's no snacks. Costco secret. snacks, baby bills. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're gonna talk about resolutions a little bit, but uh, I wanna tell you a little bit really quickly about, Let's my talk about bar classes. Bar though, classes. First. So I saw <laughs> Groupon. <laughs> no, Joy. <laughs> We're cutting you off from Groupon. I saw a Groupon like three months ago. Yeah. Okay, so the no, stu- we're cutting I, you off. Well, there's a studio literally two literally. minutes. Two minutes from my Where? house. It's right on 38th here. And it used to be an Irish dance studio. Oh, that's a pure bar now? And now it's pure bar. Well, well not pure sad. bar. It's, it's not... called B Bar. Right. So it's like a bar studio. So it's okay. like, okay, five classes, dirt cheap. Oh, there's a B
1: Bar like... in, in uh, Broomfield, right yeah. by my house. It's right next so, door to Lulu. Okay. Genius. Oh, there's a Lulu up there? Yeah. Where? By the... On 120th and, like, not quite to Lowell. Like, you know where that really nice New Whole Foods is? Yeah, on there's 120th. a Lululemon? There's a Lululemon, like, like, the next block down, right next to the
0: beach bar. Shut up. How did I not know about that one? I
1: know. I'm going to go to there. It's across uh, the street from an OK brunch place.
0: <laughs> okay. And there's a 24-hour fitness there. That's where I used to teach.
1: Oh. That's where I used to teach spin. It's yep, right there. Yep. Yeah. And so then like I'd go to the two, Whole Foods after okay, I taught. Okay, so there's that New Whole Foods, and then, like, one... Block East. There's like they built like this kind of little town, like, like fun shopping center, like a little town center, yeah. And it's like a pier bar. There's a Lulu. There's a Stop. like, um, not was... pier bar. There's a B bar. There's a Lulu. There's like a haircut place. There's like a kids dentist. Okay. There's a brunch place anyway.
0: <gasps> okay.
1: There's like a sipping and painting place. I thought I knew everything it's about like Lulu. Like all the town. all
0: the yuppie businesses. Oh great, moving in. yeah there we go so okay um so i bought a groupon because i was like oh is the studio down for my house it's super close and if anything like i take a class whatever it was like 30 bucks for five classes not a big deal and especially in the winter I'm more inclined to do inside yeah. classes because, you know. Being outside is harder being than outside the is hard. <laughs> And it's just dark. Yeah, it's just miserable. So I went to my first class the weekend that we left for Hawaii. So it was like the day before we left for Hawaii. And I had no idea what to expect. I've heard like bars pretty tough. It's hard and as shit. Yeah. It was just really cute. The, the studio by my house is just really small, which I appreciate yeah. too. <laughs> I walked in and I just purposely wore long sleeves cuz like no one needs to oh, see this.
1: Joy. I know.
0: <laughs> no one needs to be intimidated by the guns. And so I walked <laughs> in and I was like just covered I just covered myself head to toe in like long sleeves and they use like two pound weights three pound weights and i was like oh my gosh this is so weird so it's very it was very sweet it was it's for me i like think of it as like a nice recovery day because yeah. it's not like but, it is but like, it's kind of really hard it's really hard like shaking some of the leg stuff i was like oh my butt just kills or but like
1: who knew that I, there were like so many different parts of my calf
0: yeah i've been doing that like anytime it's mostly on saturdays because the classes that i take over there it's like the times are really weird it's been fun. So that's I mean, there's really like nothing huge to report about that, other than every time I go there, I wear long sleeves because I don't want. It's like I don't want to out them. You want to yeah, out your guns. I don't want to out that I'm like maybe she does the CrossFit. What else has been going on? I feel like we need to, even though we've been recording, it's so different to have each other in the same room. Yeah. Um, I just gave Claire her Christmas presents and I have. Wearing,
1: I'm wearing gold sparkly house slippers right now, and they're yeah, the, they're like gold sparkly moccasins. They aren't like gold sparkly moccasins. They, they are
0: really are gold sparkly Maxi's. didn't i tell you when i bought these i was like well i didn't tell her what i got but i was like you're every time you i got them when i was in hawaii we were like christmas shopping yeah in i do
1: remember you texting me and being like was what's like, your shoe size and i was like what are why you, did you why <laughs> are you buying me something that requires my shoe size and and then i totally forgot about that you asked that
0: question yeah and i was like um, every time you wear these, you're going to think of me because they're like gold sparkly. Yeah. So, New Year's resolutions. First of all, though, anything else going on that we need to know about? Um, now that we're here and together? Um, it's the last week of 2016. I know. Like, what the F is going on? I'm so glad because 2016 have... has been a problem. Well, come on. Like, I've, okay, I have mixed feelings about that. I feel like all I
1: can confidently say that 2016 was the hardest year of my life. Really?
0: Okay fair.
1: I had a really tough year. (laughs)
0: Fair. Yeah. I was like, "Mm,
1: fair. Before we recorded Joy, was like, we you go through and like say like one good thing or like one thing that happened each month. And I'm like, pretty much January to June, all I did was go to like a postpartum depression therapy group and look for jobs. Yeah. So I didn't love 2016. Yeah. And I didn't,
0: I totally, well, I didn't forget about that. But I mean, I think what (laughs) I'm referring to is all the social media posts right now that are like, F 2016. Yeah. I'm just like, really? Like the, I don't know. I can't get on board with like F2000. I can't get on board with like F any year. If anything, what we've been talking about is like how we approach resolutions. And there's a lot of camps. There are a lot of camps.
1: I also think though, like for me, I've kind of been like with Miles's birthday at the end of October and my birthday at the end of November, I already kind of feel like I've restarted my year. So by the time you get to New Year's, I'm just like, I'm over it. Like my, you know, I've gone through the retrospective piece. Like I've gone through, you know, the kind of like, what's this next year going to look like piece. And, um, you know, especially like when, when Miles turned one, it was like, okay, this year was really huge for us. Like what, you know, yeah. let's look back. And then when I turned 29, it was like, okay, let's, you know. So now that we're at New Year's, it's like, I already did it. Like January 1st just seems like a random day to
0: me. Right. Um. Quick question though, too. When you felt like, when did you feel you were, coming out of the woods with your postpartum depression? Like, when did you feel like, oh, I'm kind of getting over this hump? Yeah.
1: That's a good question. I think it it wasn't quite, like, I there was not one moment when I was kind of... I think it was sort of, like, two steps forward, one step back mm-hmm. for a little while. So it was, like, there would be days where I fell over the hump and then days where I would fall back. And I think, eventually, it just became that I had more days over the hump than not. Mm-hmm. And I would still say that I have days where I'm not over the hump. Mm-hmm. Where I still have days where I'm, like... But it's not as... I mean... I was legitimately suicidal for a while. Mm -hmm. Not a while, but Mm -hmm. for a couple, you know, for a little while. Mm -hmm. And so that is not a level that I have reached. I would say like probably, it's so hard to say because like I, like the date, the days are very, I would like probably like January of last year. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit, but maybe more like late because I started the therapy group. Like the end of January. Okay. And I'd say it was probably like and that was the postpartum. Group. Yeah, the postpartum group. Mm-hmm. So I was like an intensive like, you know, it was only once a week, but it was like four hours for a day. Yeah, I remember you know, like, it was
0: a chunk of time. Yeah. It was like
1: a full afternoon every once Did you a take week. miles with you? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like the first we did like a I forget how long it was, but like the first like two thirds of it was like a just the moms. And then they had your babies. And basically they were like it was part part babysitting but also part sort of like evaluating the kids to make sure that like there was a component to it where they were with a therapist also Mm. so especially i mean miles not so much because he was still so tiny but some of the older kids there was a a piece of evaluation of like is your are you in any way suffering because your mom is suffering like are you not like are you being neglected but like are you like is there any sort of like like developmental services, no not at all but just just more like evaluating evaluating their developmental and like how they're doing right and then you came back for like the last third the, the final third of it was like Almost like a therapy of, like, how to interact with your baby. Mm-hmm. Because, like, really severe postpartum depression, like, you just completely detach. Mm-hmm. So there – and I think we've talked about this before, but, like, there were a couple weeks where, like, I didn't want to hold Miles. Mm-hmm. I, like, he could have been anyone's baby. Mm-hmm. And I um, – I remember
0: I, you talked a lot about how you just didn't feel attached yeah, to him. I or like, I just don't it know. It was like,
1: I don't know what it's supposed to feel like, yeah. but I know this isn't it. Mm-hmm. And so I think the hardest period was, like, probably late December, early January – and I would say, I feel like I, maybe I did have a moment where I kind of felt over the hump and it would have been like Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Miles got really sick. Mm-hmm. Miles and not really sick, but Miles and Brandon both had like norovirus. Like oh, just, I remember that. And I remember yeah. sitting on the floor with him and he was just, you know, like right before you throw up and it's like this horrible feeling and then you throw up and it's like, but that feeling right before you just are sort of like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And Miles <laughs> yeah. was just whimpering. when And I would know exactly who he was going through. And he would just start like kind of like Aww. flailing and whimpering. And I knew he was about to throw up. And I was just sitting with him on the, like on the wood floor, on a blanket, like on a towel. And just letting him throw up all over me. Because mm-hmm. like it was, couldn't imagine like, the, the only thing that comforted him at all was to be held right after he threw up. Like I yeah. couldn't even imagine like, pulling him away for a split second to let him throw up right and that was the first point the first po- point where I was like but I mean by that point that was the end of May so yeah. that's November Summer, January February, March April that's he was seven months old yeah so it took seven months for me to get to a point where I was like this is what it feels like to be a mom mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and I think that's
1: when I was sort of like okay I'm over the hump and I still definitely had to, and like the first time I dropped off at daycare was kind of like mm-hmm. you know so I think and I, I still have definitely have days where it's kind of I I would say it's less of like still behind the postpartum depression hump and more like I really mourn the early days of his like infancy that I missed.
0: Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of moms say that. Yeah.
1: Like I feel like, you know, I did not have a relationship with Miles the newborn Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm never going to get that back, which is tough. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So the first six months of 2016, Mm -hmm. not my fave.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to pass over this topic because I feel like so many women can relate to this. Is there anything that like women listening that you would want to advise from your experience? Take it seriously. Yeah.
1: I think the first several weeks and even, you know, the first couple of months, because I didn't really reach out until Miles was about two months old and I finally was like, this isn't, but I I would say that I knew within a, two or three weeks,
0: mm-hmm. like even
1: before the quote unquote baby blues were, were supposed to be over, I knew that what I was feeling was not baby blues. Yeah. And looking back, I would almost say that I could trace it back to starting before I even had Miles, which is really mm-hmm, common. Mm-hmm. And I would say that Postpartum depression is more common than geriatric than um not geriatric than, um what's the word when you have pre- when diabetes during your pregnancy what's that word
0: yep I know gestational yes yeah
1: <laughs> I was like it's just like a soft G yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not geriatric um gestational diabetes and yet you know you're not really it's not talked about in that same way and I think I told myself the story of like this is just hormones mm-hmm. and I remember my therapist said to me like it doesn't matter if it's just hormones if it's a like there is no there's no quote unquote just hormones. If it's affecting the way that you interact with the world, it's depression. Yeah. And like it doesn't matter what causes it. Right. It doesn't matter that you can point to something and say this is the cause. That doesn't minimize what it's it is. All about the symptoms. Right. And yeah. so I think I just really talked to myself out of it for the first couple of months because I thought, like, no, this is this is just hormones and like I wish that I had taken it seriously earlier, more mm-hmm. seriously earlier because I think I could have gotten some of those days back.
0: Well, I think there's some sort of mentality that you can just like think your way out of it or yeah. you rationalize that, wow, I just went through this huge thing. Well, I just, so this is yeah. probably normal, but you and know I, your body. I
1: kept thinking like this will wear off, like I'm going to come right. out of it. and I, But I knew deep down that that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And I think even like I remember texting you and Jess and being like, is this normal? Knowing full so well that it wasn't normal.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah,
1: I would say take it take it seriously and don't second-guess yourself. And, like, what's the worst that could happen? You go to your therapist or you go to your gynecologist or whatever. And, like, I didn't even think well, of the possibility until my six-week check- checkup.
0: Well, let me – I mean, because I've never had a child, so I don't know how this feels. But it, my thought would be if you have a child, you're thinking, this is such a joyous occasion. I'm right. supposed to be happy. Yep. So to go – I mean, even though people I, – I feel like – society has done a great job of making sure that everyone is aware of postpartum depression yeah. we still have that stigma of like well i must be failing as a mother as right. a new mother especially if i have to reach out to someone for help around this
1: well and i was like i'm supposed to be tired i'm supposed to be confused right. i'm supposed to be overwhelmed. i just went through a huge thing yeah, yeah but like i'm not supposed to not feel connected to my baby like that was where the line was drawn. And I'm not supposed to walk by the river and think about throwing myself in. Right. Like, that's not normal. I don't care, like, is how you tired or... Yeah. Is that where you're
0: at the point? Right. Yeah. It's like,
1: I don't care how tired or overwhelmed you are. You're not supposed to be fantasizing about ending your life. Like, mm-hmm. that is wrong. Mm-hmm. And that is not something anyone should have to go through. And if that happens to you once, that's too many times. Yeah. You should not go through that for weeks thinking you're going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at that point, mm-hmm. you need help. Mm-hmm. So that would be my advice: is to take it seriously. Do you feel
0: like the community was really pivotal for you, the the postpartum group?
1: Yeah, I think it was, and I think part of it for me too was just learning how to talk about my feelings,
0: which <laughs> that's not you. I not, that's the thing is like <laughs> I wouldn't and like that
1: almost was what was so hard about it. at first is I was like I don't so even know feelings. how to Did like. So many you have to give a lot of hugs, this. yeah. And like I, we would have these check-ins one-on-one with our like during the week they would call us to check in. And I remember the first couple of weeks, she'd be like, well, how did that what did that make you feel? And I'd be like, well, it makes me feel like, you know, when this happens. Like i give an example. And she'd be like, well, what's like the name of that emotion? And I'd be like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Like I l-
1: literally just didn't have the language to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Which is like, just wasn't, a, you know, I never had been in a situation where I'd felt those feelings. I just didn't know what to call them. Mm-hmm. And so that made a huge difference. And I think, um, you know, there were a lot of people who, like it put things into perspective. Some of the women were going through some real dark like really hard stuff with their spouses and with Mm -hmm. their family situations and and not to say that like there were some days where i I felt almost guilty for like i was like i have a super supportive spouse i have a super supportive family i'm financially stable like but somehow it made it seem less of like that means that my experience is less valid and more like this can happen to anyone Mm -hmm. that was my yeah yay (laughs) it's like a year ago
0: right around this time Uh
1: yeah how are you doing now i'm doing better yeah And I think also like combining all of that with the emotional up and downs of a job hunt Mm -hmm. was really hard because there's so much like self-worth that goes into hunting for a job. There's so much like thinking like, well, if I didn't get this job, like what does that mean about like... I just remember so
0: many email or so many text messages where you're like I am so like if I get one more email that's like thanks but no thanks yeah I'm gonna die exactly it was like if I get one more email
1: that's like you it was between you and another person you're
0: like I can't
1: like I can't
0: I can't even there were
1: so many emails like that and I like there was one interview really where like that I really thought I was gonna get the job and the guy was like well it's between you and another person and with him as soon as he said that I was like I'm not gonna get it yeah like so glad, I'm also really glad I'm not job hunting. As uh, soon as I got the job, I was like, I'm never looking for a job ever. Like, I'm never quitting. <laughs> I don't want to have to look for a job ever again.
0: With your amazing coffee bar. Yes.
1: I've really got been getting into, like, the latte machine. hmm And turns out I just love steamed milk. Oh.
0: <laughs> I love steamed milk. You can steam anything. Yeah. And I'll just be just like.
1: foamy, just delicious. Foam. Yeah. <laughs> this motion, just making, like, a jellyfish <laughs> motion with
0: my hand. making, like, a jelly. Oh, that's so great. Mm, delicious. Oh. All right. So, New Year's resolutions. I feel like we have to have this discussion because a new year is always like a clean slate for people. Yes. But Claire has some feelings around it. I have some feelings around it, and I feel like me being what I would call Type A, and I like <laughs> to have like
1: <laughs> I <all> Type A.
0: <laughs> really, Joy. <laughs> I'm not sure if you know this about me, but. Um, oh my goodness. I like the idea of a clean slate. I like the idea of starting a brand new calendar. So I think there's something to that. But I I feel like we put a post today on our Facebook page to ask what you guys do for New Year's resolutions. And I think a lot of people kind of do more of like the goals, which is great. So however you want to celebrate a New Year, great. Good for you. You do you. I think we just want to have a conversation about what that means for us and what we kind of want to make for the new year so you know thinking about this i i I printed out this new year's resolution worksheet which is actually from a therapist and i liked it because it's kind of like going through an inventory of like thinking about your goals and behaviors and attitudes but honestly like the whole point of this conversation too is just for you to think about like what it doesn't mean that like setting resolutions and setting goals and you have to accomplish all these things but it's more about about i do think there's something to like a new year that feels refreshing and feels like you're starting over in some way shape or form i can't get on board with like all the ideas about 2016 being shitty i just can't get on board with that like not in terms of what we just talked about but like just globally yeah just lately i've seen all these posts about let's say goodbye to 2016 i think there's a
1: lot of like really just like like a lot of people diet and people. Yeah, were, that's but like it. that, like shit's
0: always going to happen every single yeah. year. So that's great. I'm I'm ready to turn the page. So I think kind of what it comes down to is like. No matter how you slice it, it's good to reflect. It's kind of good to look back, and then it's also good to look forward and like set some ideas for what you want to do in the next year. I
1: don't know. Resolution setting always makes me think of that scene in Clueless where they're like doing the buns of steel, and she's like, oh, "My <laughs> buns—they don't feel nothing like steel." And then Cher is like, "We're gonna read one non-school book a week." I'm—I what did she say? I fit picked Fit or Fat, or and I'm reading Men Are from Mars, and women, women Are, are from, from Venus. Venus. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I'm sitting here. I'm like, fit or fat? Fit. Or I fat. hope not sporadically. <laughs> that scene as it comes to my mind in like a, a like a light gray argyle leotard. Oh, it's such a great
0: movie. <laughs> such a great movie. Um, so I don't know. I think. You know, I was reading this worksheet today because I sent Claire the worksheet that I found. It's like (laughs) goals I hope to achieve in the coming year. And it kind of breaks it down to work, relationships, and health. I think some people are like, oh, I don't do resolutions because it's like a negative connotation. Right. But I do goals. Okay, that's fine. Like, do we really want to get caught up in like the vernacular and the, you know, the words exactly? But yeah, I I think for me, it's good to have the mind, body, soul or like the work, health, and relationships. Yeah. If you want to like write down certain goals, like for me I was thinking work for example do you ever think about like you and I talk a lot about like our day jobs but then like also doing our hobbies and do you feel like there's a lot out there right now that's like oh follow your passion follow yes. the things that you-. it's just like how do you reconcile that so I think if anything, like I en- we enjoy our day jobs, but sure, like do we want to kind of go through that whole like passion thing and like live in CrossFit land, what have you? I don't know if that necessarily has to have an answer per se, but like right. what if we just said, can we relax into the daily, like I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing now as opposed to like, I need to be here because you and I talk a lot about like wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. And it's really not about like achieving these grand um, goals but more like enjoying the process I
1: think that's what kind of bothers me about resolutions is like it makes it seem like there's something wrong with you now it's all like it's like don't to me the the process of setting a resolution forces you to pick your life apart in a negative way and like somehow focus on the negative so that you can try to it like really emphasizes like there's something wrong and it needs to be fixed right and that to me Is I mean, if there really truly is something wrong that needs to be fixed, you probably Mm -hmm. are already aware of it and Mm -hmm. hopefully are already working on it. Totally. There's something special about January 1st. But if you're like digging for something to work on, that I think is why a lot of resolutions fail because it's like this thing that you are digging and deciding to work on maybe isn't, first of all, A, a priority in your life because it hasn't already come up, or B, it's just this now is not the time. Right. And I think it can be very forced, which can end up just leading people kind of towards failure. But I also think I I don't have anything against like, you know, setting intentions. I think the difference to me between a resolution and a goal is setting a resolution, I feel like it's kind of more big picture, whereas a goal I think is a lot more granular. Right. So resolution is like I in 2017, I want to work on being healthy. Mm-hmm. And then a goal might be I'm going to run a 5K or, or you know, I'm going to meal prep 3 days a week or whatever it is. But even still like I like that method of of new year's resolutions i'm cool with but the new year's resolution long long lit i just to me it just feels like you're
0: well here's what i was doing today because i was like trying to get through like just some ideas and i was looking at pinterest yeah and i was just getting so frustrated because i was lauren
1: conrad pinterest new year's resolution worksheet she's so great. she's
0: great anyway um (laughs) I was looking through Pinterest just to kind of get ideas of like what people are doing for 2017 and getting yeah. inspired and all of them were annoying me because every single one it's like I love motivational quotes but if I see one more motivational quote that's like the same thing same day yeah same BS it just drives me crazy because I feel like we read it and we but we just don't internalize it anymore so it's like yeah I want to eat healthier I want to work out I want to like whatever the case may be. But I had to, like, after a while, I was just like, okay, these are these are all stupid. Like, this is all the same stuff, and I'm we're hearing the same stuff. So, like, how do you turn this into something that's like, okay, resolutions, yeah, I get it, setting goals, but people are always like, oh, I'm going to eat healthier starting January 1st, and then, like, they fizzle out. So I think what you and I were talking about today was more like, how can we, it's not to be, like, the anti-resolution, but more or less, like... To realize that, like, where you are right now, like, we're always gonna be seeking. And instead of being like, oh, I have to set all these goals for myself, but like, can we just settle into being like, let's just con- continue to seek, let's continue to try to be the best version of ourselves? in like whatever way shape or form that comes right like so maybe it's january 1st like you try to eat better what have you but like why are we doing this whole like setting ourselves i feel like some in some ways the resolution sets ourselves up to fail
1: yeah and i think it's just like like i said before like if you if it's really something you need to work on like you're probably already working on it did you do the worksheet
0: i did do the worksheet but i'm i'm like i'm kind of like taking two camps with it like i do like the idea of January 1st like starting a new year and starting like clean slate like there are some like things that I want to do like I do want to do I, I recently I sat down with um coach TJ at our gym and he's doing these goal setting sessions which I so appreciate because I feel like in CrossFit especially you want to be clear with your coach of like what your goals are so especially for me because I I really want to do well in the open. And a lot of people are like, oh, you should try for masters. And I think that's a great goal. But I also want to just take one step at a time. So I think like last, last week, I said, I'm just going to focus on doing well in the open. And so I sat down with TJ and we went through all these things of like things I'm doing well, things I could work on and like really leading up to the open. So now, going into each workout, I have that goal in mind so like this is what i need need to do with double unders or this is what i need to do with deadlifts and so i have like very specific goals leading up to a certain date so like what
1: are you doing (laughs) we're on instagram live right now oh great um there are 29 people watching you No,
0: hi it's so great um so i feel like that has been really helpful so like as far as like crossfit goals tj really helped me i feel like Okay, that's one thing, like that is one goal that I really want to work on. It's like just getting better, just working really hard for the open. and. As much as I thought, like, oh, that's not going to be like a huge deal, like to be intentional about doing well in the open has really helped me even in the past couple weeks to walk in and be like, this is what I need to work on. Yeah. So that's been really helpful for me. So I really just like, that's one goal for me. I really want to do well in the open. I think the behaviors. So the next question for this worksheet, I feel like we're all over the place, but like, are you still doing
1: yeah andrew with- ferris says brit says hi and that she loves you both and that joy should be wearing her playboy shirt right now oh my
0: hi, gosh brit. we have to talk about that photo for a minute so the he next says, thing please on please th-
1: tell me this is not tomorrow's episode too late uh yes it is mm-hmm. all right guys my phone's gonna die i just wanted to give okay. you a
0: little is <laughs> it facebook live no
1: instagram live. instagram live so it's like i
0: don't, s- know. I don't
1: mm-hmm. even know 30 people are watching though that's 31
0: i feel so special okay guys See you um, later. it says new year's resolutions and then to think of behaviors that have caused problems for you in the past so behaviors like self-doubt whatever like that's everyone i think deals with that so kind of being aware of that and then any attitudes you have around you know that it might be barriers to that goal so like, for instance, for me, working on the Open and really being intentional about the Open. In the past, I might say, what's the point? Yeah. Like, why would I do? Like, who cares? But, I mean, why not? Like, why not work towards something that's, like, a really good challenge for me? It's not to say, like, oh, I'm going to completely kill it and go to match." Right, well, next and your year. goal but isn't, like,
1: win the Open. No.
0: So, I, I th- think
1: that's the other thing. Like, having performance-based goals versus results-based goals. Right. Like, saying, like, I'm going to do I'm going to try really hard at the open I'm going to work really hard at the open versus like I'm going to place in the top 15 in the open like ultimately your place in the open depends on other people right and but like you know or you know what would another example of that be like I'm going to get a job promotion it's like ultimately like that's not completely up to you but you can say like I'm going to complete X projects
0: at work or whatever it is so so that's just, like, one thing that I kind of yeah. wanted to use as an example. And we don't have to go into, like, every single, like, resolution. But I think, the like, the bottom line for all of this is that I do think there's benefit in defining some things that you really want to achieve but at the same time not putting your happiness on those goals yeah. because um i don't know if any of you guys have read Sean of work but the happiness advantage would be one book that i highly recommend and it just has so much to do with like you and i are talking about this today we're texting about this where it's yeah. like once you achieve a goal your brain automatically goes to the next thing right so that's why they're like oh millionaires aren't, aren't always happy because like the next thing is always like the next thing your brain sets the bar higher yeah. so to be really intentional like there is no settled no so can we this is like totally woo woo but like can we just settle into the fact that like we're not going to be settled like maybe that's 2017 it's just been like can you just be happy with yourself as you are and then like whatever comes your way that's great like give it your full attention give it your full passion but like don't put your worth into the end goal
1: yeah and right? I think like for we were texting us a little bit this morning but like for me what that looks like right now is like how do you work with what you have yeah. as opposed to constantly reaching for the next thing and constantly striving for the next thing like how do you look at what you have how can you maximize what you have how can you like live in the moment and be happy where you are rather than you know and how can you make that into your goal versus your goal always being like the next thing out the next carrot out in front of you but
0: that's like such a freaking habit that we all do i know we like, all do that like, the trick the the trick is like it's the complete opposite so like but we it- all do that we're like well if i could only find that relationship or if i could only find that job or like always on the journey to find like the perfect whatever
1: but what if like instead your goal and your journey is to be present and like reel it back in
0: well that's what that's kind of what i've learned i would say in the past like six years to Mm -hmm. be honest is like i was It was funny because i posted this really silly picture of me in my 20s on instagram today and someone posted like oh i'm so glad to hear that you know you survived your 20s i'm i'm currently 22 and i'm like trying right. to just conquer the world, and part of me is like, I totally remember that feeling. Yeah, because when you're in your twenties, you're like, oh, I have to do all these things, and I have to find a, right. a partner, and I have to have kids or have whatever, perfect job, and to live in per- the right city, and, and like yeah. something happened yeah. when I turned thirty-five, where you're kind of like, oh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty if settled, and and then you can also confuse that with being stagnant. But yeah. to be honest it's like no, I think you see the world in a completely different way when you get to that point of like stop really cuz like okay, if you guys haven't seen it it's on our Instagram page um as of Wednesday night the 28th. And it's a picture of me that was taken when I was doing like a local fashion show and I was probably like 28, 29. And I look at this picture and I'm like, so "Oh. My age. Is it? I'm yeah. 29. Oh my god. You no. Know. And I look at this picture and I'm like, that girl just like, I wanted, it was all about me. Like everything was like, what can I do? I got to save the world. I look at that. I'm like, yeah, that's like where you needed to be. But I was always like chasing something. And I think there's, it's fine to have ambition. It's fine to have drive. But I also was so unhappy with where I was. So it's kind of like trying to run away with, like run away from who I was. So I think there's a beauty in age and like figuring out that, the destination really as cliche as it is it's like the destination the destination is not the goal it really is the journey and like settling into that like becoming friends with that unsettled (laughs) feeling and i know it's like such a therapist thing to say but it really is it's like can you become friends with that feeling of being unsettled because that's always going to be there like can we just agree that like that's always going to be there yeah no and that's I not a bad thing but it's not a bad thing like think about but it you, but no it's like okay think about this like if you had everything you wanted then what then you just live your life what if you had everything you wanted like what does that look like just like then you would just life do would the be same. so boring no because then you would like do
1: the same thing every day and you would like feel content when you were doing it because you wouldn't have to keep working on stuff
0: but you'd always want to work on stuff i don't know Maybe it would be,
1: like, little stuff. Like, you'd have a garden. (laughs) Instead of, like, worrying about your 401k, you'd worry about your potatoes.
0: Yeah. I mean, but I... Haven't you ever heard, like, really rich people talk about how, yeah, like, money's great. It gives us a lot of opportunities. But I think it was... um, Who's the guy who did... Knocked up? Oh, gosh. Judd Apatow. mm -hmm. Judd Apatow did an interview somewhere where he was like, yeah, money, like, gives you security. Money gives you opportunities that you wouldn't have. But... Normally, like, you don't have to worry about, like, paying for everyone's sushi, but it doesn't buy you happiness. And that's, again, not to sound cliche, but there's a certain security that money brings, but he's like, money doesn't buy you happiness.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that, like, if I had everything I needed, that would just mean I was rich. That wouldn't be the only benchmark by which I measured, you know, having everything that I wanted. What do you mean? When you say, like, you know, what would your life look like if you had everything you wanted? that wouldn't just come down to my bank account it would come down to like my relationships and my living situation and my yeah. mind, you know like my ability to be mindful and like because i want all those things it's not just like about wanting a certain amount of money that's
0: true but i think a lot of people equate if i just had all the money yeah. in the world I'd or be if you fine. were only a
1: certain size or yeah. if you only had a certain that's job true. but i think yeah if you if i truly had quote unquote, everything i wanted then like all those other needs would be satisfied so as well. what
0: if the resolution is just like every single month we're just like what are the things that i really want and that i don't have and our resolution is to be like celebrating the things we don't have it's like reverse psychology (laughs) we'll see how that goes (laughs) but i mean really if you like just like flip it and reverse it then it's not doesn't have power over you is
1: it worth it let me work it i had to you said
0: i know but i'm just like you know it's just it's one of those things
1: yeah I think – I like doing the word for the year. So yeah,
0: I Yeah, someone – I think it was Kelsey. Yeah,
1: so I've done that. I didn't do her for 2016 because at the beginning of 2016, I was in a deep, dark hole. But in 2015, my word was brave, and that was the year that I – maybe it was 2014 my year was brave because that was the year I quit my job. I started working at, as a coach. I started grad school. Maybe, maybe 20. Maybe I didn't do one for 2015 either because I was just pregnant, and I was like, this year's going to be a crapshoot. Yeah. <laughs> but I think – Like, the only word that has come to mind for 2017 is less, which, like, seems sort of counterintuitive, but I think it's, like, less pressure, less, like, stuff to worry about. I just feel like my life right now is so overloaded Mm -hmm. that, like, when I think about what I want, what I want is, like, less stress and less stuff mm-hmm. and like
0: you, know, you watch that minimalist documentary. I did but like this, so this
1: is is somewhat unrelated to that it's not like less I mean less stuff but kind of more just like less stress and like you know Brain and I talk a lot about you know what what is it that we feel like is missing and every single thing that we talk about it's like you know yeah these you know these ideas of like well what if you did this what if you did that are great but like our lives are not in a position to add anything. Like right. adding an activity or even just trying to get up earlier and do stuff, like we are at a capacity. Right. And I think that's kind of more where that word comes from is like come away from the brink. Yeah. Like m- maybe like space is more a better word. You know, like just make yeah. some space in my life for like to breathe because I feel like right now, like I'm like at the end, I think I'm like filling up the whole fish tank of my life. Right. With stress and job and Brandon and Miles and like, yeah. you know, and so like, what can I do to not feel like my life is like a pair of jeans that's too tight?
0: Right. Simplifying it is a good way to look at it, yeah. too. Because I feel like there's also the pressure with resolutions to be like making yourself better. And, and yeah. it, let me be clear that like it's fine to have goals. It's fine to have things to strive for. But I think when you're attaching happiness to it yeah. is when we get into trouble. Um, I sent you that Mark Manson article mm-hmm. that I think is a really good thing to revisit, too. And it has, I think the article is just called Seven Strange Questions That Help You Find Your Life Purpose by Mark Manson. Can I run through these real yeah. quick? What's your favorite flavor of shit sandwich and does it come with an olive? So basically it's like everything sucks some of the time. So everything involves sacrifice. If you want to be brilliant, but you can't handle failure, then you're not going to make it far. So it's more of like what unpleasant experiences are you able to handle? Right. I think there's a lot of people that think like, Oh, you just happen to become an overnight success, like whoever that may be. Yeah. Um, or
1: like I think we even talked about this when we first started WAG of people being like, Well, if it was if you found success with it and you stuck with it, that must have meant it was easy. Like, no. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite.
0: Yeah. What is true about you today that would make your eight year old self cry?
1: Did you have an answer for that? Oh, I
0: don't know. What did um, you
1: want to be when you grew up when you were eight?
0: I wanted to be a vet. Who doesn't want to be? Who a vet doesn't want to be eight? a vet when they're eight? I know uh, marine biologist. I was really into that because I saw Free Willy, and I was like, <laughs> my life was changed. <laughs> but he goes on to say, and the the full article, we can't really, we just don't have the time to go through this. But it's more or less talking about we all have a tendency to lose touch with what we loved as a child. So getting in touch with that of how of really truly what you love to do. Yeah. Um, what makes you forget to eat and poop? some more. <laughs> Kind of More like, along the lines of like, what do you do where you're just like, whoa, time has flown and I don't even know where the yeah. time went, which I love that idea. I've yet yeah. to like really get into that. Well,
1: and I like how he just tells it. He's like, for me, it was video games and that was a problem. I, and then I realized that like what it really was, was that like feeling of advancement and that yeah. feeling of like building on something.
0: Right. And um, you know what's funny for me hmm. is the things that like what makes me forget to eat and poop is editing the podcast like, huh. I will sit for hours yeah. and I can edit this thing and I'll be like, oh, shit, I got to go, like, go to the bathroom, um, which is really odd because I'm like, uh, I don't want to be editing all day. But, like, I truly love to do well, that.
1: I think maybe that is, like, it's, like, your introvert time also. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think for me, like, I've always known that I really gravitate towards project-based work. Like, I loved when I worked with the florist because, like, oh, you could yeah. have, like – three days worth of work set in front of you but like and you would work you know 16 hour days trying to get stuff done but there was an end point yeah it was like okay that's done put it out like bring it pushed it out the door you know and then or even like val- you know whatever it was wedding season valentine's day even if wedding season felt like it stretched on forever you could look at the calendar and say that's the last wedding right so it was like whether it was like down to the single arrangement of like this is a project and now i'm done yeah or like wedding season is a project and then it's gonna end yeah i loved being able to like i don't know if i if florists if I made a little more money, I think I would be for it. Uh,
0: I know. You keep saying that. That's I know. Such a, so I love that. Um, number four, how can you better embarrass yourself? Before you're able to be good at something and do something important, you must first suck at something and have no clue what you're doing. Hence our first five episodes. So no. great. <laughs> I mean, come on. You have to be able to look stupid and just yeah. be like, whatever. Um, how are you going to save the world? I've been thinking a lot about this lately. I'm just really... Obviously, I, I work in a world where you're really trying to help people. But just more than anything, I think in the past year, especially, I've been really focused on... Because I've struggled with... I mean, I've talked about this. just like some depression, anxiety in the past couple of years. And the only thing that really helps me on a day-to-day basis to get out of that mindset, especially right now, because really, yeah. truly... The shorter days are like totally screwing with my mood. The only thing that really gets me out of it is what can I do to serve people today? And I just ask that question of like, what can I do to serve people today? Um, whether that be like sending my friend a nice note or sending some really nice text messages or doing something for other people just takes you out of your mind, takes you out of the crap and the negativity. I really like that. I think that's super helpful. I hate the way he worded this, but I'm just going to say how he says it. Gun to your head. If you had to leave the house all day, every day, where would you go and what would you do? I
1: and think, you can't go to a coffee shop and sit on facebook
0: right i think we'd go to crossfit land
1: i would totally go to crossfit land
0: mm-hmm. i'm sorry i just would no i'm not sorry uh number seven <laughs> if you knew you were going to die one year from today what would you do and how would you want to be remembered holy shit that's really heavy <laughs> if you knew you're going to die one year from today what would you do and how would you want to be remembered jeez I don't even know how to answer that question. I think the, I think I need to, like, figure out how to answer that question because yeah. I didn't give this, like, nearly enough thought.
1: My first reaction to that question is, like, I would spend as much time with my family as I could. But I think that answer is not really what he's looking for. Yeah. <laughs> like, how would you want to be remembered? Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Like, at this point, honestly, like, my biggest fear right now is is dying before Miles can remember me. And so I think, like, if I would be more concerned about that. Mm-hmm. So, like, how would you want to be remembered? I just want to be remembered. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Yeah, that's a really, you know, I I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind for me is, like, be a part of history, which sounds really weird. Like, people who are, like, in movies or do, you know, politics or whatever. Just people who are doing big things in front of the world. um, I feel like you're remembered that way. But then we can get into a whole conversation about, like, attention and, like, being recognized for things you do as opposed to just, like, being happy with your life. So, I don't know that's a really it's like sending me into a tailspin yeah it's like the purpose of your life what is the purpose of your life so I really feel like finding your passion and like like getting outside your comfort zone like that's all fine and good but I think what it comes down to is like what do you feel that you're put on this earth to do mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds kind of heavy but like yeah for no, instance, no like, pressure I, no 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 I, <laughs> I mean and I know it sounds like super crazy but like i have always felt like i was put on the earth to do something like fairly significant and i don't know what that is but i'm just like i'm just gonna sit with that for a while i'm just gonna like let that simmer oh my god we need to turn this around quickly because i'm like really, really i feel like, hole. i feel like i feel like way it's too it's like way too worms. intense um okay let's like revisit that okay um so because we're running out of time too i really want to get to are there anything do you want to say goodbye to in 2016?
1: We've kind of already covered that. I feel like for me,
0: <laughs> what about you? I would like to say goodbye to before and after photos. I don't <laughs> want to see any of them. I don't want to see any. Um, Please do
1: not ever go on social media again. No, I, I, I mean, know. Yeah, they social media is not real, people. It's just not real.
0: <sighs> I would like to say goodbye to. I don't want to say memes, but like I feel like we need Memes. I feel like we need to move on to something else. Like that's just.
1: I love memes. I know, but I, I feel think like
0: they. I, I, I feel like they need to evolve. And then I think lastly, I'm just gonna leave it at that like before and after pictures. I just feel like maybe I'm just disappointed in social media lately.
1: It <laughs> sounds like it. I was gonna say it sounds like you just need to say goodbye to Instagram Ooh, for a something, weeks.
0: But I do want to celebrate. <laughs> I do want to celebrate one thing. One big thing is in 2016, I got to take a photo with Bob Harper. Can you we just did. acknowledge? And
1: he told you he liked your eyeliner.
0: Yeah, I was really excited. It's pretty about much the same thing and as we John got to, Stamos saying you're pretty. We got to meet Greg Glassman. That was pretty cool. So 2017, yeah, great, we got that was
1: that was really that was, that was a big moment. That was
0: a big moment for us. I'm pretty proud of us. I got to say. So the yeah. moral of the story is, we had a good year. We had a really good year, and <laughs> do whatever makes you happy for, <laughs> for resolutions in 2017. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think there's like a right or wrong way to do resolutions, it. but I I don't know. I feel like whatever camp you fall in for resolutions, I personally do feel like. Waking up on January 1st, there's like some energy around it where I'm like, ooh. This and feels kind of cool. And I
1: am more in the camp of like, if you want to change something about your life, like just change it today. <laughs> Don't wait.
0: Just go. Just do it. Just do it. All just right. Just
1: use the useless week between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> Get a Groupon, go to Sparkle.
0: Just go on Groupon, you guys, I swear. <sighs> okay. So we've like rambled enough. Thank you guys for hanging in there with us. If you're still listening to this <laughs> episode, <laughs> And just thank you listeners. I swear like every week we get the best emails from you guys and we cannot thank you enough. Just the messages you send. It means so much to us that you take the time to write us and we read everything you write. So keep sending your thoughts, sending your feedback. Let us know what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. We have some good episodes coming up in January. So don't forget
1: to go check out Wad. P U R E W O com. Use code GGW for 15% off.
0: Support the podcast and support Pure Wad. The recovery product is my favorite right now. Do it. Do Go it. Go
1: eat yourself a scoop of sweet potato. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. All right, guys. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.